1: I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and welcome to Small Biz Chat. You guys know how I do. Small Biz Chat is a peer-to-peer interview show. We give small biz owners a way to share and give, learn, and valuable advice because the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. And on Small Business Chat Live, our goal is to give our small business audience an opportunity to hear Sage advice from multiple angles to help you grow your business and take it to the next level. Because we know the whole goal of running a business is what? To grow a business that can run without you. Kenny Harper here, he is an award winning small business expert. He's a storyteller, he's written three books, He's a certified digital marketing advisor and he's a Harvard faculty club mastermind leader. And he's gonna be talking to us about growth mindset and what you gotta to do to become a rockstar entrepreneur. So I am so excited to have you guys here because we know everybody's still struggling. Everybody's trying to figure out their way through this pandemic thing. And as long as it's going on, I'm gonna bring people here for you that are gonna help you figure out how to pivot the right way So either start a new business, reinvent your business, or get out of your business. Whatever you need to do, I'm going to have it here for you tonight. He also has a podcast. But the cool thing about Kenny is he started as a rock star. He went from being a musician and then he realized he had talent but he didn't know how to run a business. So he became a devoted student of business growth strategies. And now he's an accomplished business coach on a mission to inspire and empower those with the right attitude, expertise, and drive to amplify their business. Because he, his mission is to connect with other rock star professionals who are devoted to growth and empowering others. Kenny, welcome to Small Biz Chat Live.
0: Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing what you do. And thank you for the energy that you're shining out to this world and amplifying others out there that have the spark to grow. It's really, really great to see someone shine and connect people like you're doing. So thank you for your efforts.
1: Oh gosh, I appreciate that. Tell me, tell me your story. Like how did you go from full-time musician to business growth coach? Like how does one do that?
0: 14 years old. My cousin took me to an amazing rock show. It just inspired me. I found my first muse, right? Playing music. And so I learned how to play the guitar, learned how to play the bass. I was playing in bands. And that was my first real passion. But I ran into a challenge. Have you ever known somebody that has a really good talent, but they don't know the business side All
1: the time. (laughs) People know how to bake great cakes. They just don't know how to charge for them. No, all, all day.
0: All All the time. (laughs) You get bit by the entrepreneurial bug and you you just start going out there and, and just following your dream. And they, and they tell you that just, you know, follow your dream and the money will follow. That's a partial truth. It's a partial truth. There's a reason why it's there's so many starving artists.
1: It's not even true. Kenny, listen, you have to plan for success. Success will not just happen to you. It's not going to fall. M- manna from heaven doesn't really happen. So you you have to plan for it. So I don't even know why people say that. I also don't know why, why people say fake it till you make it to you. It's like, uh, no, that's not true either. So stop doing that, people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I interrupted you. Let no, me No,
0: that's, uh, you, you were interjecting awesome, right? And that's the case. That's the case. We have people that they really are passionate about what they do. They connect. They feel like they found their true purpose. But if they don't learn the business side, they're going to run into a wall right. and they're not going to be able to pass it. And that's what happened when my first passion is I ran into a wall. I was playing some shows. I was recording some music. and It was some good stuff. I actually met my wife, who'd been married for 12 years now. I have two wonderful boys by playing music. So something good came out of it but it didn't have the business side. I didn't know anything about how to really leverage and create a business out of playing music. And so I knew I was naturally creative and so I'd reinvent myself. So I went to school for marketing and learned that I could help other people market their business and get the word out and really help them grow their business by leveraging different skill sets. Now, I started that path and playing music, we need our own flyers, our own websites, our own promotional materials. And so then I became the student and just really said, I'm going to eat this. I'm going to really absorb it. And I want to just get the best that I possibly can to help prevent people from running into that wall.
1: All right. So this pandemic has been devastating, right? Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give a business owner that's still like they're hanging by a thread? They're like, they're they praying every day for another stimulus package to come, which might it might not come. What advice would you give them?
0: So it kind of depends on which boat you're in, right? So some businesses this year, they've had really great years. It's been an amplified year. It's actually been a record year for me and my business. So some some of us have fared very well, depending on our industry. Others are, they've been impacted and these people have the opportunity to pivot, but they need to really take a step back and create a strategy, create a plan. Like you were saying just a moment ago, and the way I like doing that is looking at the five profit drivers in a business and then calculating success. Five profit drivers in a business, we're looking at lead generation, average sales conversion, average number of transactions, average price per transaction, and the profit margin. And by calculating success, sometimes you can actually work less and make more because you're focused on driving the numbers where it counts. And so we've helped some businesses who actually took a hit, re-strategize, and if not just break even, actually even make an improvement because they calculated success. Right. And then the the final, there are some that just they had closed doors, they're having real massive impacts. So if like the The speaking industry, right? That's now reinvention. You have to adapt and find a strategy that can keep you alive, but it pivots. It's a pivoting strategy. So different answers, different solutions, depending on where you're at in this journey together. But everyone has the opportunity if they take a step back, humble themselves, and are willing and have the right attitude and commitment to take new actions to achieve new results.
1: I love it. I love it. All right. So you you yourself have been winning through this pandemic. Tell me about some of your clients that have been winning in this season. Because I, I definitely know a couple of businesses that are telling me this year is going to be their best year. But most business owners that I know can't wait for 2021. <laughs> so I, I, I want you to tell me about people who you've seen win. What, how is, how did they do it?
0: Okay. Okay. So I'll give you a few examples. I'll tell you March to March, my business took a little hit because all of the clients that I work with were were rocky. Some had to shut their doors for a while. And so I myself followed my own advice, took a step back, looked at where we were going and had to re-event, re-pivot to change the strategy to be able to change the trajectory of where we're going. So some of the other businesses that have succeeded in this realm are the ones that have not been impacted as much. Uh, CPAs, financial advisors, People that work with a lot of other businesses that have a broad base of customers and their services are still needed. Others have been impacted a little bit more. We work with the uh, granite and countertop, granite countertop installation and...
1: They're booming, right? Because all these home projects, those people, like, I I, <laughs> I have a client also that has a commercial cleaning business. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him about a month ago, and he said, Melinda, if I could find 100 more employees, I'd hire them all. And I was like, wow. He was like, that's how many calls we're getting from, you know, because they do corporate industrial cleaning and now everybody's freaked out about people coming back to the office and all this stuff and they they can't train people fast enough and get them out there so I definitely know there's there's people winning I was just really curious about you know what you were saying but definitely home repairs folks are definitely
0: we saw like a, a market with like spas med spas who had the challenge of having to shut their doors but they got creative with their promotions and tried to find where they could win and and reach out to maybe some of the services that were maybe not their typical top services, but they they can look and say, well, what, what can we do? Could we start? Maybe we haven't really given our e-commerce a lot of focus in the past because we want people to come in. But if they can't come in, maybe we focus on our e-commerce, right? So what are some things that we could refer out to other people and maybe win some credibility that way as well. I've seen some people taking their shops and making it mobile, you know, taking their show on the road and say, you know, this isn't the way we'd always do it, but because we're willing to adapt, uh, we're willing to get a different level of, or we're we're earning a different level of business than we would if we just continued to do what we had always done in a completely different world.
1: Right. Right. So how has those differentiated businesses you know, been able to turn the corner, you know, like, I feel like it was people who really knew what their secret sauce was, or like what their value proposition is. Those Mm -hmm. were the people who really have been able to win. Because what I found is that the more specialized you are, the better you are right now, Mm -hmm. versus being a, a Me Too business, you know, like, you know, being just a graphic designer, or let's say you're you're purchasing pocketbooks and reselling them on Amazon. Well, like anybody can do that. So I I feel like the people who have been strategic enough to have some value in their business that is not easily duplicatable by their competitors. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are still winning. Is that is that also what you've seen?
0: Yes. So to be able to say, number one, I'm going to have a strategy that attracts prospects and seamlessly and subtly guides them to become customers that pay, stay, and refer. Because you could document that. I'm going to hold up a little guide. This is the customer value journey, which is all about the steps to document through the different stages of the relationship in business. Now, here's the the thing that's really interesting is a lot of this happens organically, because all relationships are through business. It's a business relationship. But when you can be focused and create a strategy that guides people through the different stages and you do it consistently, then you can really start measuring what's working, what's not, and track the success at each stage and optimize that for the best results. So when you have that strategy in place, In combining with what you mentioned a moment ago, Melinda, about differentiating it and say, you know, this isn't an apples to apples comparison. We've now created magical, delicious oranges, and it's a completely different offer. It's no longer perceived as a commodity. You can't compete on price. This is the only place that you'll get this. Those two things together are are what we've seen as the winning ticket.
1: Well, what kind of growth strategies are you suggesting to some of your clients looking now to 2021? Because as far as I'm concerned, you know, fourth quarter is almost a wash already. I mean, we're almost at Thanksgiving like now. So what about 2021 in terms of how you've been advising people to sort of like think and maybe right size their business? I've seen a whole lot of people who've been in the game a long time, retire, hanging up, trying to sell businesses. I see a lot of that going on as well. What, what kinds of strategies are you suggesting to your client?
0: Find a way to, to really, like you were saying before, differentiate. And one way you could think about doing that is how can you provide more value? How can you provide more value and add it to your offer? I saw a lady that she was doing wellness, selling wellness packages. And she was having a bit of a challenged year. I said, well, let's look at your numbers. Let's calculate success. Let's look at those five profit drivers. And so... We were looking at what she was doing and she was starting to drop her prices to compete. I said, that's not a winning strategy. You don't want to do that. Is it anytime you're dropping your product your prices, you're you're cutting your profits right there. She's like, Well, I want to win the business. I said, at what cost? Right. Not so
1: if it doesn't make any money, you don't want to win it right.
0: You're gonna be working harder to make less. And what's really insidious about this is sometimes even a small price cut can cut your profits in half or just cut them out completely. If you don't know your profit margins and you don't really know those important profit drivers, you can cause yourself a lot of challenges. So what we said is, let's look at your offer, let's stack the value of what you could put in there and we elevated the the offered value and ticket. And so we calculated success by looking at the numbers and said, well, if you if you changed your offer to this new amount, you would basically need to sell a third of your sales and you would make the same money. So rather than working harder, <laughs> we're working smarter. And she said, well, I don't know if, if you know people would pay that. I said, look, there's people out there spending hundreds of dollars for a pair of jeans. There's people spending hundreds of dollars for pens. What you put out there and stack the value to, there's a market for it. And sometimes you've got to test it. You got to make sure that you're getting the right offer to the right market, but you won't know unless you try. But with what you with what you're doing in your business, I think there's opportunity. Long story short, she said, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shot. She gave it a shot. She's been selling at the new offer price. She's already dramatically increased the revenue in her business and she's completely found new confidence.
1: I love it. I love it. All right. So selling online has become everything in this pandemic. How can a small business stand out online when selling primarily from their website or when selling from Amazon?
0: Right, so the strategy that I like kind of goes back to the little diagram that I held up earlier, is number one, you gotta do something that turns a look into a stare. So have a little bit of personality, do something that's interesting. Uh, This is the, the value journey guide that I was showing earlier. And in there we have the awareness stage
1: all right. You I need know, you to get back on your microphone,
0: Kenny. I can't. Oh, oh, I jumped right off my microphone. We have the awareness stage. People got to know you're there. And then you want to turn a look into a stare by getting them to engage, having something of value, some sort of entertainment. And then this is the subscribe stage, putting something that gets people to raise their hand and say that they're interested. So you can capture their information and follow the conversation. A lot of times people try to jump stages and they go from awareness all the way to try to make a sale. And just like in a relationship, if you meet someone and you try to make a sale right off the bat, what tends to happen?
1: That doesn't work out.
0: It didn't work out. So why are people trying to do that too quick? Whether on are on social media, they're promoting something they want to push a sale or they're putting out an ad and they're trying to just push people to a sale. You got to think about building some sort of awareness. And guiding people through the different stages of the relationship.
1: Right, so it's about, it's basically you're nurturing the relationship. And and what I find amazing is how many times I see people break these rules, right? You connect to me on LinkedIn and then two seconds later, you're sending me your pitch about why it is you wanted to talk to me. And I'm like, that is not, that's the, you made me go find how you disconnect from somebody on LinkedIn. But I, but I think that it's really <laughs> just about the culture of, of social in the first place, right? I've, I've taught for years, the six C's of social, right? Mm-hmm. So like, first have to connect and then you have to communicate. And what are you communicating with? Content. And how often do you have to do it? Consistently, right? And once you do it consistently, you become a member of the community. And once you become a trusted member of the community, then and only then can you turn that relationship into
0: commerce right right
1: but people try to go from connect to commerce it's amazing all you got to do is be nice to me you might get to commerce but you ain't gonna get to commerce the day i meet you
0: that's that's the extremes right on one end you got people trying to jump stage and be like hi nice to meet you let me massage your shoulders what are you doing
1: (laughs) why are you touching me (laughs) why are you
0: touching me (laughs) and and then the other the other part which is probably has its own challenges is having no no way to move that to bust the move to move the relationship forward. Which was me in high school, <laughs> it, and I'm just getting the guy just staring at the girl. Is she going to do something? <laughs> I'm blinking at her. <laughs> Luckily, I learned how to play the guitar, and things worked out for me. So <laughs> total chick
1: magnet, huh?
0: It, it, yeah, I, I didn't quite have the the social skills as a young lad. I, I just was, you know, would would meet people through through circumstance, which is where a lot of people are looking to gain business through referrals. But if you're if you're proactive and you know who you want to connect with, and you remember it's about building relationships, that's how you can really move things forward succinctly.
1: I love it. I love it. Kenny, what yes. is your favorite podcast?
0: Well, I would have to be that guy, and oh, it's actually my podcast, Growth Amplifiers. Nice. And the reason I would say it's my favorite is because it's really given me an opportunity to meet a lot of people and build relationships that probably wouldn't have had any chance of ever being created without getting the time to connect with someone, hear their story and really bond with someone on a deeper level. You're getting past superficial, you're getting to know a little bit about their backstory and that going through that effort of creating that and connecting with those people has been really meaningful and especially in this year has really helped fill that void of connection.
1: I agree. I agree. Kenny, what's your favorite app?
0: I would have to say my app is my favorite. Just kidding. Uh, I know. <laughs> like I love years. myself. Oh, uh, it's all about me. It's all about no, no actually like <laughs> actually like the one that's popping in my head right now is, is boomerang. It's an extension in email, and it's really nice to say, Hey, remind me to follow up with this person at this time. I'll follow up in a couple of days, send this at this particular time. Really handy. Email, you know, used to say, You've got mail. And you're like, oh <laughs> now you're like, oh my God, death by email. Ugh. Exactly. So,
1: exactly. Boomerang. <laughs> so so let me tell you another app that does it for you automatically. Okay. So my favorite app is called Mixmax, M-I-X-M-A-X. And it's a marketing automation app that sits on top of G Suite. And so if you use Gmail, it is amazing. So it has um, the functionality of Calendarly and Boomerang all in one app, but it has what, what, a, lot, what? a lot more <laughs> stuff. I language. I, I, a lot more stuff. It's really cool. So what I can do is... I can send somebody a Zoom invite. I can send it to two or three people, one email, boom. All you have to do is click on it. It goes on your calendar. It goes on my calendar. What I also like about it is, let's say I send out a bunch of emails to people. It'll tell me the best time of day to send an email to that person the next time I send it to them so when they'll actually open it. It automatically reminds me, like if somebody sent me an email three days ago and I didn't respond to it, it'll pop it back up to the top of my thing. Hey, hey you never took care of, you never responded to this person. So it helps. It's like the assistant without having the assistant, like all up in your email. And if you have somebody like, I have obviously a Melinda, Melinda Emerson is my email, but small biz lady Gmail is my other email that all that stuff gets forwarded to. So it's like, dude, I get hundreds of emails a day. So it's really helpful for me to kind of manage my calendar, manage follow-ups, and then if I'm really sending out a big batch of emails, it really, it gives me intelligence about how to do that and it's really really super cool. And so I like it cuz I like G Suite, so I like it. But that is my favorite app, so that's my public service announcement for that. What is your favorite old school marketing tip?
0: Old school. Direct mail. Bam. Direct mail.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually sending people, something in the mail. We got so many things, people jumping online and quite frankly, online has gotten very noisy. And if you look at your mailbox, once upon a time, the mailbox was full of just a whole bunch of junk and stuff just coming in. But I don't know about your mailboxes, but my mailboxes look leaner these days. And so sending something to somebody in the mail, and I'm I'm not just saying a postcard, I personally like sending books or a magazine or something of value, but getting something in someone's hands, if you really want to get their attention can be a game changer. And, but you, again, we build relationships. We get people to take the next step, not trying to sell them right out the gate. So that's old school, direct mail, really, really powerful to get people into action.
1: All right, Kenny, what is your favorite business book?
0: Now I'm going to choose one that maybe hasn't been heard of as much. It's a book called Unstoppable.
1: Love that cover! Oh my god, I'm upset.
0: This is Unstoppable by Dave Anderson, transforming your mindset to create change, accelerate results. And why I really like this book is he talks about you know building your your life philosophy and really paving and crafting that. And I really hadn't seen it done the way that he's illustrated it. He talks about the four different types of performers and you know, really getting into the unstoppable mindset. And I run into a lot of people and sometimes it's not the tools or the systems that people need upgraded. Sometimes it's the mindset they need to fuel their tools and the systems. Because if you don't believe it can happen, you're going to be challenged. But if you have the right attitude, expertise, and drive, you can become unstoppable.
1: I love it. I love it. I love it. And so I'm going to share with you my favorite book too. So this is a new one. So for years, I've been saying that E-Myth Revisited was my absolutely favorite business book, but this is my new favorite business book. It's this book called Disrupt You by the gentleman named Jay Samet. And not only did I read this book, but I listened to it on Audible and hearing him talk this book, I was, I had to call him up. I called him up and said, Jay. I love this book. I got to have you in my new course. And he was like, I'll do it Monday or Friday, What day you want. I mean, he was awesome. And so what I love about this book, he said, everyone talks about wanting to disrupt the world. He said, how about you start by disrupting yourself? Boom, firecrackers, confetti. I loved this book. And so I'm his new number one fan. So I'm going to like, talk about this book to everybody I know. I mean, I have been buying them and giving them to young people, you know, who kind of like can't figure out which way they're going to go yet. I'm like, mm-hmm, read this. And they call me afterwards. So that's my new favorite book. Well, listen, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me on Small Biz Chat Live. You guys know how we do. The whole goal of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. Thank you so much to my guests. If you guys want more information about my guests, be sure to check out my blog, SucceedAsYourOwnBoss.com to get more information about them. Thank you all for watching tonight. And the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady. Until next time, remember you never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. Good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.